this is part two of our Day in the Life podcast episode. If you haven't heard part one yet, go listen to that first. Otherwise, let's get to it. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, it's Katie. It's 4.46 in Seattle. I am recording this on my phone. I hope you don't mind. Derek is upstairs in a meeting and my recording equipment is up there. So what can you do? So what am I doing? I'm downstairs right now. I am working on editing the Day in the Life tape that Tiffany sent me. This is a little insider look into what it's like. So she sent me 11 minutes of a reading lesson with Aurelio, and I am going through that tape. Here you go. What does it say? And out of that tape, I'm going to make something, something you probably already heard. What does it say? Aurelio, focus here. Now... Obviously, it's not going to be an 11-minute clip, and as you know, because you probably already experienced it, it wasn't an 11-minute clip, so I have to go through and find all the gems. I mean, I find Aurelio, as you do, I'm sure, to be super funny and charming, and I love listening to the whole 11 minutes, but obviously, in a Day in the Life show, that's not going to work, so my job as the editor is to go through and try to find the fun moments that will make it fun to listen in on. Right now, I'm clicking just absolutely randomly just to give you a sample. Cat. Is it cat? Kit. Kit. All right, that's the picture from Seattle at 4.48. Over in Rome, obviously, Tiffany is well asleep. She's nine hours ahead, and so I can't ask her a single thing about if she has certain opinions about this tape, so I'm just going to do the best I can. Hi, my name is Sue. I live in Santa Rosa, California. We here in Sonoma County joined the Greater Bay Area about 24 hours later in going onto mandatory shelter in place. For me though, as I am a jeweler with a backyard studio, my actual day-to-day life has not changed at all. People are still placing orders, though not as many as before. Post office is still operating, so I can still ship. My partner is a mechanic who also does most of his work at home, so there will be no breaking up here as we are used to seeing each other all day, every day. Really, the only thing that's changed is every evening we would go out to happy hour and have a drink and a bite to eat, and uh, it's definitely my interacting with other human beings, but that's changed. However, we'll hang in there and... Thank you so much for increasing the number of episodes. It's been a great help. Uh, I've been a listener for about five years, and hearing you two talk about your experience about this has really been invaluable. And please keep it up, and hopefully we're all going to get through this one way or another. It's 4 p.m. I'm slightly out of breath because I just finished my workout. I really was having a snack of homemade chocolate chip cookies and milk, which we made yesterday. And all seems to be right with the world. Um, It's funny to me that it took a quarantine and not being able to go outside to get me to finally start exercising every day. I mean, everybody says that you have to exercise every single day, 
But I mean, really, who has the time? And although I did used to go to the gym, I'd like to say three times a week, but really, let's be honest, it was really only about two times a week. I'm finally exercising every single day. And I have to say, it feels really good. And I can finally do full push-ups for the first time in my life. Ciao, Katie and Tiffany. This is Karen Wells, an American expat living in Trentino, Italy. And right now I am on my way home from work on my bike, um, going through the vineyards, looking at the beautiful mountains, which I can't have access to right now because we're in this lockdown. I am able to go to work because I work with plants and so I'm considered an essential worker. So about once a week, I can go to work. Today on my way home, I saw one Carabinieri vehicle with a couple of officers, which made me a bit nervous, partially because I didn't want to be stopped and partially because I am still learning Italian and I'm sure they would have spoke way too fast for me. But um, anyways, other than that, things are pretty quiet. There's a few cars on the road, um, train going by, and um, only one farmer out here, but tons of birds in the vineyard. So I think they're pretty happy to be out alone. So anyways, I hope you guys are doing well. Hello, Tiffany and Katie. This is Jill coming to you live from Portland, Oregon. Late afternoon here now. And I just returned from what has become one of our morning rituals amidst the lockdown which is a very, very long dog walk, which my little dog Bella enjoys quite a bit. This morning, we walked down to the river through the park and sat in a little wildlife preserve for quite some time. I think we walked for about two and a half hours this morning. As I walked, I had a conversation with my dad on the phone while he was walking his dog from his respective neighborhood. My dad, thankfully, is healthy, and we're being safe and vigilant, so while it's hard to not see him or to see him from afar when I drop off groceries and not give him a hug, it's definitely worth it to keep him safe and to keep everyone healthy. So later on the walk, we were down by the river and had a visit from a hummingbird that was really quite extraordinary. This little hummingbird just hovered right in front of my face for several minutes and put on a show and kept coming back and kept coming back. And I know that was my mom visiting me from the next place, wherever she is now, bringing comfort to me in the ways that she can, as she does. So the silver lining in, in all of this, I hope for humankind, is that we are reminded of our interconnectedness with each other, with nature, with animals, with all the living creatures here on planet Earth, and that that inspires us to make positive changes for the good of all moving forward. It is very uplifting and comforting and also insightful to listen to these podcasts. So please keep them coming and sending you a big air hug. Love to everyone and take care. Hi, my name is Sarah Call. I am calling from the state of Montana to give you a day in the life. I live in Gallatin County, which, while we don't have many cases in Montana, Gallatin County does have the highest number 
both my husband and I work from home and our teenagers are also home doing homeschooling. So we usually have a fairly quiet morning as everybody gets some work done. And then our evenings are kind of reserved for family time, whether we're binge watching Netflix or playing games or working on a home project. On another note, we do see a lot of people outside still. That said, people are mostly staying to themselves and staying inside. There's a marked decrease in the amount of traffic, with the exception of Costco, which uncharacteristically for Montana, had a fight over the toilet paper aisle I heard last week and had to call the police. It's about six o'clock. I am making dinner. Claudio and I really are sword fighting in the living room. What am I cooking, you're asking? Well, if you know me well, you know that cooking is not exactly my forte. Not that I'm a terrible cook, I'm just not a very enthusiastic one, and I don't have a really great repertoire. So, I am cooking an old favorite. It's comfort food for me, and that is scrambled eggs with chicken sausage. It's a really, really gorgeous afternoon late afternoon, early evening. It's one of those early spring days. The air is still quite cool, but the sun just warms you in such a delicious way that after a long winter, which let's be honest, we haven't really had a long winter, but it's really nice. It's a nice feeling. And recently, I think just yesterday or the day before, the Italian government finally clarified a point that a lot of people have been wondering about, and that is, can you take your kids out or not? Because they've been telling us, you know, for weeks now, you can only go out by yourself, strictly by yourself. And a lot of parents have complained saying, but my kid needs some air too. And so they finally came out and said, well, actually kids can go outside. You can take your child out, one parent, one child at a time. I'm glad of this, I really am, because there's no longer the ambiguity of, you know, can we take him outside? Is it okay? Is someone going to call the cops on us? But I do have to say that lo and behold, could be the weather, but it could also be this announcement. There are so many people outside right now. I'm looking at my window and I'm seeing like a family of four all huddled together walking down the sidewalk. I'm seeing two, no, three teenage girls sitting by a car having a cigarette, two old older ladies taking a walk together. Yeah, so I guess a lot of people took this slight loosening of the rules as an invitation to start socializing again, which um, really is not what we're supposed to be doing, so. Just an observation. Hi, I'm Steve. Hi, I'm Linda. And we're at home in Orvieto. It's about eight o'clock at night, and we're having some homemade pizza that Steve cooked up. Hi, this is Simon calling from Melbourne, Australia. It's 6.30 p.m. and I'm walking my dog, Osborne, through the wet, empty playgrounds of the local primary school. It's currently school holidays at the moment, but the kids were sent home early because of the pandemic. And we're wondering just how long it will be before they come back. 
we don't have a child at school we've just got our little fur baby and he loves to uh, stick his nose all over the school grounds and try and inhale as much of the activity that goes on as possible thanks guys for keeping up the podcast and giving us a pretty unique perspective on both Seattle and Rome it's been very very engaging ciao tutti Hi, Bittersweet Life. This is uh, Valentina from Trentino, Italy in the Dolomites. I'm a new listener to the show. I got curious, wanting to listen uh, to an expert's perspective of what was going on in Italy. And now I'm making my way back um, through all the episodes during this quarantine. So as I'm talking, I'm about to do the last thing I do every day before I put away my phone, which is uh, publishing a gratitude journal on my Instagram stories. So every day after dinner, I try to write down three things. I'm still grateful uh, today, even though the times may are strange and a bit scary, but still I uh, try to find the good things. So today it's going to be strawberries with whipped cream I had after dinner. Then I'm grateful that I woke up to a sunny day after it rained and snowed the whole day yesterday. And also I got a, this morning I got a really nice surprise video call with the family, the German family I work for as an au pair six years ago now. So that was some quite a time ago. My German was not as good as it was back then, but it still was really nice call and the children are so grown up and it was so nice to see. So that's it from uh, Fai della Paganella, Trentino, Italy, and andrà tutto bene. Katie here in Seattle, end of the day, Derek's off work, I'm off work. It's craft night. As we mentioned on an earlier show, Derek has divided up the nights with themes so that it makes the days seem different. So tonight's craft night and Derek's craft tonight is that he built a worm bin. What's a worm bin? <laughs> well, uh, a worm bin, well, it's a bin, yeah, and mm-hmm. has a bunch of worms in it. And the idea is you can compost your vegetable scraps. The worms will eat them and they'll produce a really rich compost for your garden. To end the show, we're going to take you on a, a tour of the worm bin. Let's go take a look. Going outside. Whew, it's cold day today. And what do we have here? Uh, well, let's see. So what you are looking at is probably a two foot by two foot square piece of plywood on top of a frame made of two by fours. Four levels, two by fours put together into a square frame. And on the bottom of the frame is mesh, basically, uh, so that the worms can crawl between the levels when there's no more food. Let's open it up. Okay, so it's full of dirt and leaves and paper towels and scraps. How many worms would you say are in here? Well, I ordered a thousand and they arrived yesterday, so hopefully about that number. They're red wigglers. So when you thought about creating craft night, you said, well, it's your job to decide what we're doing. What are we doing? And I said, well, why don't we draw? And you said, that's not a craft. So for you, a craft night is actually building something. Yeah, I think they wouldn't call it arts and crafts if there wasn't some distinction. I feel like a craft is something with utility. Maybe it should be expanded to an arts and crafts night. All right, we can do arts and crafts night. But still, all the nights you've created, from taco night to movie night to craft night to candlelight night, is there one in particular that you've liked best so far? 
Uh, well, I've always liked candlelight night. We used to do that every now and again, usually on Friday nights. Light the candles before sunset and then just let the light naturally, the sun goes down and kind of the light naturally recedes. And it gives you just a real sense of calm, a little bit more sense of the rhythm of the of the world around you, you know, that you're not just surrounded by screens and artificial light all the time. And I like, you know, we have little candle holders like Ebenezer Scrooge that you can carry from room to room. And I really like, quite like that. And I like reading by candlelight and I don't know, I find it's very relaxing. So I would certainly recommend that. Now I will say (laughs) at the end of the night though, you know, around midnight, you had already gone to bed and I went around and woofed out all the candles and there were a bunch that were right underneath our smoke alarm. <laughs> so it, it did go, the smoke alarm did go off and probably wake <laughs> up you and all of our neighbors around us <laughs> as it took me a while to run around and grab the broomstick to turn it off again. So dip your candles into the wax. That's how you keep it from smoking. That's another hot tip. And with that, we're going to leave it there. Before you go, a big thank you again to all of you who sent in your voice memos. If you have been inspired to share a snapshot from your life, record yourself. It's never too late, and I always want to hear from you. Send us a snapshot of your world to thebittersweetlife at mail.com. That's bittersweetlife at mail.com. And I really want to thank those of you who have donated to the show at this challenging time. As you might imagine, lots of people are feeling uncertain right now, or even worse, their income has been completely slashed. And those ripples affect everything, including this show. So if you can, send in $5, $10, more. Help keep us going. If you can do it, please do. You can find us on Patreon by searching for The Bittersweet Life Podcast, or you can make a one-time donation at our website, thebittersweetlife.net. And on this show, I just want to thank a few of you. I want to thank Jana for upping your monthly Patreon pledge. I want to thank Estrella, our former intern. Thank you so much. Jill in New York, Michelle in Texas, John in Germany for being steadfast all these years, Pat over in South Carolina, Scott in Colorado, and Terry in Washington for your ongoing support. Thank you to all of you who are on Patreon your donations, and your voices that made this show so special. Well, it just means the world to me, and to Tiffany too. So thank you. And now, one more clip sent into the show from South Seattle, a special song written and performed by Miles and Karina called Six Feet Apart. You can find the whole song on YouTube. There's a link in the show notes. Thank you both for sending this song in. And thank you so much for joining us for the Day in the Life episode. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. Six feet apart better than six feet under. Two meters give me my space. I love you, brother. Take care, take care of yourself. If you take care, you take care of everybody else. Take Give me my
pot better than six feet under. Give me my space, I still love you. I still love you. We gotta help, help, help one another. We gotta help, help, help one another. Six feet apart better than six feet under Two meters, give me my space I'll give you yours in return We can live